Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Effect. Oh, this is every Rocky ever. I'm in my affected by altitude mode. That's our other podcast here on the Rocky Mountain Rooftop Network, part of the Fans First Sports Network, covering all things Colorado Rockies. If you've never heard us before, this is our little offshoot where my brother and I talk about every Rocky ever in the history of the Rockies, celebrate them, highlight guys. Some get longer episodes, some will get <laughs> highlights like in this episode. I'm your host, Skylar Timmons, joined here by my brother Dustin at the end of his semester. Woohoo! Yes, school is out. So I'm taking advantage of in the uh, classroom setting to get my get our podcast done today. Mm -hmm. And if you're watching the YouTube version, you can try and play hide and seek and spot the artwork from students behind him. Uh, There's some cool ones in there. If you're a fan of Studio Ghibli or video games in general. Yeah, got some good ones. Mm hmm. But uh, with this one, this is kind of Dustin's idea. A little bit more fun thing to mess around with because there's a lot of Rockies in their history and some of them don't really necessitate a full-on episode by themselves. Or or sometimes we wanted to just try something out different here. And uh, Dustin kind of came up with this little, I guess, guessing game for us. And uh, you can share a little bit of what your idea is. Well, since there are so many former Rockies that um, we wanted to kind of go through, what, what was the way to knock some a few of them out? And what we decided was kind of do a little bit of a trivia thing and come up with some some players and not to try to give them away right away, but Go through and see if we can pick out who these former Rockies are. I picked a few hitters. You picked a few pitchers. And we'll see how uh, how good our knowledge is. Yeah, and, and we kind of gave some caveats on this one. Whereas most of the guys that you know, spent one year with the Rockies, they're not going to be the really notable ones. Or some of them might be, but no. Guys that, that spent time, but you may not remember. They just didn't do a whole lot in that single season or they just didn't play much type of thing. So it's it's all varied type of thing. But uh, it, it should be fun. Hopefully, my guess is Dustin's going to have a little bit better knowledge than me and because if he starts picking guys from the 90s, I'm out of luck. I try to keep him in somewhere in the range that you would remember. Yeah. Hopefully. We'll see. So uh, I guess we might as well just hop right into it here. And uh, who wants to go first, me or you? I can start out with one. Okay. Now this guy 
was a third baseman in 2011 without putting it into your baseball reference real quick. He wore number 15 for the Rockies, appeared in 27 games that year, batted 255, and was actually a an evergreen high school graduate. That's a high school here in Colorado. Mm. Oh, poo. <laughs> Do you want one more other question? Yeah. One more little hint that would probably give him away is he was a big time name in San Diego. It's Kevin Kuzmanoff. Woo! <laughs> Actually, I've got a little ding. Yeah, there we go. That when you said 2011 third baseman, that was going to be my first guess, actually. So I just couldn't remember, like, what year did he play in? Yeah, he was one that going through that there was a few guys that were just a little above 100 games played. And then there was, you know, just tons and tons and tons of guys. But he was he was a name that, that kind of stuck out because of how good he was with San Diego. And mm-hmm. he was, you know, he's a name that, especially since he, he he graduated in Colorado from high school. But when Bud Black was in his first season as a manager for the Padres, who was one of who was the starting third baseman? Kevin Kuzmanoff. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was only twenty-seven games. He came over to Colorado with you know, after it was a trade with the A's and he was like that player down the road to get shipped over. Mm -hmm. Uh, He comes up to the rock. The Rockies call him up because he was down in AAA. They sent down Chris Nelson and he got into those 27 games in 2011. Mm -hmm. Three home runs, 16 RBI, nothing too special. He wasn't that, you know, the big popper that he was with the Padres. But still, one of those cool names that wore Rockies uniform. Yeah, I remember when they when they had called him up. Surprising, I thought he had played longer, and he seemed like the name that had been in San Diego for like seven, eight years. No, he's only a Padre for three seasons. Yeesh. Yeah, I remember when he got cut when they signed him. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Like he's probably going to get called up at some point, and then lo and behold, he did. Crazy. No, I guess he didn't even play in the minors that season with the Rockies. Weird. And they just called him up. Yeah, let's see what his. No, just... yeah, he just he got brought over and yeah, straight to the major league team. Okay. Weird. No, I gonna. So was he just chilling on his couch and after he gets <laughs> traded and then hey, we need you. All right. Yeah, I was like, I need to look that up. Rockies call up Kevin Kuzminoff because I remember that. It seemed like a big deal of like, oh man, Kuzminoff's getting called up. Kuzminoff. Yeah, they call up Kevin Kuzminoff. Chris Nelson sent down. They acquired him in cash considerations from the A's. He was assigned to AAA, but then uh, I think they immediately yeah, called him up because he had been. In Oakland, so yeah, he was with Oakland. So yeah, that's a good one. I because he didn't do much, but it was a notable thing. I remember him getting called up. 
and everybody's like, oh, and he didn't do much, but nope. Just finished out that last season, or the, the rest of the season, that 2011 disaster. Yeah. Oh, it only got worse after that. <laughs> and then last played in 2014 with Texas at age 32, just 13 games. Wow. Yeah. Big name with the Padres, just didn't do anything else anywhere else. I guess he had a good 2010 with the Oakland. It's a good one to kick this off. All right. Um, my next one is also another one I think is pretty good. So I went with the pitchers. This is a relief pitcher, a reliever. Played with the Rocky War number 27 with the Rockies. In 2011. I don't want to say where he's from or where he went to college because I feel like that one's going to be a dead giveaway. Was a right-handed reliever. Right-handed reliever. Number 27. Was teammates with Kevin Kuzminoff, so. That year. (laughs) Dang, I can't think of if it. I, if I say where he's from, he's a hard-throwing right-hander. Uh, I'll say we acquired him from Houston. He was then traded to the Baltimore Orioles. Oh. Is it? Wait. Oh, that's got to be. That's old Matt Lindstrom. Yes, it is. A product Ooh. from Rexburg, Idaho. Oh. Rick's College. Oh. Yes. I couldn't remember what his number was. We got him from Houston? Yeah. So originally acquired him from Houston uh, prior to the 2011 season. Uh, got him for Jonathan Aristil and Wes Music, both a couple of minor leaguers that were nothing, like D prospects. Sent him over to Houston. We bring him over uh, in 2011. He has a pretty good season. It was probably like, one of the better seasons of his career, 63 games, finished 16 of them, had a couple of saves, three ERA, 54 innings of work, 36 strikeouts, 14 walks. Yeah. Solid, solid, like middle reliever. Late guy, he could hit like 96 on his fastball. That's what I always remember with Matt Lindstrom. No, he's a kid from Rexburg, Idaho. Uh, played at Rick's College. Now it's BYU, Idaho, where... <laughs> Of us four Timmons brothers, three of us graduated from that college. And, uh, yeah. I always liked Matt Lindstrom because he was kind of that just hard-throwing righty out of the bullpen, which, surprisingly enough, he didn't have huge strikeout numbers. Like, of his caliber, you'd think he'd have way more strikeouts, but he had closer potential, just always struggled with his command in his career, but worked out with the Rockies that one season, and then was included with Jason Hamill over to the Orioles for uh, Jeremy Guthrie. Well, that was like the Rockies were on that real big thing with the relievers being flamethrowers. Mm-hmm. You know, they had him, Felipe Polino, and they're like, we got these guys that just, they can bring it, but it really did not translate well. You know, it, maybe it's an altitude thing. Like, yeah. you got to have, 
you can't just blow it past over. You've got to have secondary pitches that offset the, you know, a major league hitter can time up 99 pretty mm. easily. And so you got to be able to change, you know, the, the eye levels and the angles and, and mix it up a little bit. But Matt Lindstrom, when he was one that came over, was like, oh, cool. You know, that he's a good, he's a good name, but it just, it wasn't And how long was he with the Rockies? just that 2011 season then they they had signed him to an extension like another two-year extension or something but decided to trade him because they were looking for that ace pitcher and so they went and got jeremy guthrie yikes and then how much longer did he stay with the orioles so he spent half the season with the orioles in 2012 2.72 era in 34 games and then was traded to arizona where he finished out the season strong and then was uh, headed over to the, the White Sox where he finished his career in his final two seasons. So it was, yeah, was traded by the Orioles to the Diamondbacks, became a free agent, and then signed with the White Sox for two years. And then he bounced around on some minor league deals, uh, but then ultimately finished his career with the, uh, with the White Sox in 2015 on a minor league free agent. But yeah, it was just so much potential in that arm. It just never really materialized. But started his career with the Marlins. 2007 was there for three years. Went to Houston, then to Colorado, then to Baltimore, then the Diamondbacks, then Chicago for two years. Yeah, and since it was so quick with the Rockies, I remember him more of a Florida Marlin. Yeah, because he had those three years with the Marlins. And he got a late start to his career, too. 27 is when he debuted. And so he was, what, 31 with the Rockies? And so just I think he just got timed out of the league. If he had maybe debuted three years prior, or even just two years prior than when he did, probably could have had a little bit more longer career as a reliever. But yeah. I liked Matt Lindstrom. He was, he was one of my... Just, when you think of those relievers, you're like, yeah, I like that guy. I wish we didn't get rid of him. Yeah. Especially for what we got in return. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So far, so good. We're both one for one. All right. Now, this one, he actually played 113 games in 2016. Oh, this is going to be a tough one for me. <laughs> and this is, I was trying to remember when you were in Oregon, like During... your dates, because you're, yeah, those are the dark date, the, the blacked out, the gray area in your Rockies knowledge. But I'm pretty sure that this name will pop up. Uh, he was an outfielder, number six, right-hander, and he was mostly known for being the power bat off the bench in that 2016 season. Hmm. Name I want to throw out is Ryan Rayburn. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. And when you said 116 games, I was looking at the other day. I was like, who, what outfielders? But yeah, Ryan Rayburn. Yes, sir. <laughs> Played 113 games in 2016. He was signed specifically to be that right-handed power bat off the bench. Mm-hmm. And throughout his career, he was outfield and second base. But that's what the Rockies in 2016 needed is, is a guy off the be- off the bench. Um, he ended up hitting nine home runs that year, 30 RBI, 
only batted 220, but as a pinch hitter in 46 at bats, he had 11 hits, four home runs. And probably his most notable moment was the walk off, you know, extra innings against the Mets, hit a home mm-hmm. run like that. That's all I remember. Ryan Rayburn is being that power threat. And I was surprised to see it was 113 games. Yeah. Was, I only pictured him. I only remember like every net, like he got on a little hot streak here and there where they mm-hmm. just kept him in the lineup in the outfield. And mostly is that power bat off the bench. Yeah. I remember when I came back and just kind of looking, seeing, because every once in a while I'd see him like, <laughs> we had iPads and asked like an iPad, like, hey, what's the Rockies roster right now? And I'd see Ryan Rayburn on there. And I was like, Ryan Rayburn? Like, I know that name. Like, what's he doing? And then, you know, looking back, look, going through, catching up on Rockies rosters and players, seeing Ryan Rayburn, like, yeah, kind of that veteran presence that we're kind of still stuck in. 35-year-old, 113 games. He just seems like, why did he have 113 games? Like, who else was on that team in 2016 that they couldn't get more? <laughs> get more out of somebody else. So the same years they had Daniel Descalso, Brandon Barnes, friend of the show, was out there in the outfield. Tapia debuted. Jordan Patterson was a guy out there. Rafael Yanoa. So no, random man, look, guys out there. <laughs> but looking at those, looking at those names from 2016 team, I was like, but you looked at the the, the starting lineup that 2016. You're like, yeah. dang, those are some dogs right there. And then yeah. you look, oof. <laughs> Who comes after so, that? Ooh. Rayburn, David Dahl making his Tony Walters, woo. You know, Ben Paul's Dustin Garneau, Stephen Cardulo, Tom Murphy. There was a lot of guys from the 2016 season that actually popped up in my thoughts of putting them down. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Patty Barrels. Wow. Yeah. What random time. Like you said, that starting lineup, though. Dang. It's a strong lineup. Even with, like, Nick Hunley and Gerardo Parra in there. Like, not a bad lineup. Yeah. But yeah, weird. Yeah, Ryan Rayburn, one of those obscure, like, he was a Rocky? Yeah. After all those yeah, years in he, Detroit, he came to Colorado. Yeah, he's a big staple in Detroit and then Cleveland and and then came over to the Rockies, over to the Nationals, and then was done. Yeah. Quick one and done it. How much did we pay him that year? Just one point five million, so I think he got it their money's worth. Yeah. <laughs> Not too bad. Cool, cool. All right, so we're now two for two. My next one. This is a starting pitcher. War number 30 with the Rockies. Pitched for him in 2014. Uh, 2014. Made just eight starts. But did pretty well in those in those starts. And uh, let's see, what else can I add here? We acquired him in a trade from Oakland. Oh, 
Well, I know it wasn't it wasn't what's his name Smith because he was just terrible. Yeah. No. Um. Uh, for a while he, a he was. Yeah. See the left-handed starting pitcher. It wasn't Drew Pomerantz, was it? No, but he is who we traded away for this pitcher. Oh, what? He was the return. The hope was that he would be kind of the ace in that new rotation heading into 2014. But unfortunately, we didn't get many starts out of him before he broke his hand while swinging a bat. He's also been very sarcastic and humorous on Twitter. Oh, I don't know. Acquired him from Oakland. Later went on, was with the Dodgers for a couple of years. Went to Chicago, then Toronto, then back to Oakland. And then last pitched in the majors with the Milwaukee Brewers in 2020 and 2021. Dang, I don't know. He is from Texas. And went to high school in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Made his debut in 2009. Let's see, the trade package. Uh, transactions. Ooh, this is interesting. Oh, we can talk about that. But in 2014, traded by the Oakland A's with cash to the Rockies for Chris Jensen and Drew Pomeranz. And then was granted free agency after 2014. I don't know. <laughs> I'm shooting a complete blank here. Okay. Do I reveal it? Yes. I Brett think. Anderson. Oh. I was thinking Tyler Anderson, but then in my mind, I could, I could see him. Mm-hmm. I could see him in my mind. <laughs> Because isn't he kind of redheaded-ish? Yeah, he is. Dang it! I got that ginger beard. Yes! Yeah. Had Brett Anderson, left-hander, originally drafted by the Arizona Diamondbacks in the second round in 2006. Oddly enough, he was part of the Carlos Gonzalez trade that brought brought him over to the Oakland A's. So... Pretty interesting part of that trade package. So he and Cargo go over to the Oakland A's with a bunch of other guys. But to the, eventually, Rockies, after that 2013 season, they were ready to cut Drew Pomeranz loose, who we'll talk about down the line. I think he's more deserving of a, a some of those bust episodes. Yes. That could, like him and uh, Brett Butler or whatever. Eddie, Eddie Butler could be their own episode. Or just everybody from that Ubaldo trade. But he gets the Rockies wanting to boost the rotation. They decide to give up on Pomeranz, which I think probably was a mistake. Because they had rushed him up. But they decided, hey, we want somebody a little bit more established to help lead this rotation. Let's go get Brett Anderson in a trade with the Oakland A's. Came over as 26 years old. And the problem was with Anderson... He's just had the worst luck with injuries. Where in 2020, in 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013, the season's getting cut short from random injuries. 2014, he starts off strong, like he's healthy, pitches just eight games, had a 2.91 ERA. He was one and three, 
43 in the third innings, 29 strikeouts, 13 walks. So the makings of what could be a solid season. But I remember it. He, uh, I think he's they're in San Francisco. He's batting and he hits a little dribbler. And turns out he like broke his hand, broke a finger on his on his pitching hand just from swinging the bat because he gets jammed or it just rattles him enough. It breaks a finger, breaks a hand, and he's pretty much out for the rest of the year. And it just turned out to be a wash. (laughs) Which is a shame because I really I thought he was like I liked the move initially. Like, oh, he's not doing too bad. I think he could be good. But then it just didn't work out. Just eight starts, which is a shame. Yeah. He he came back. So he made three starts in April, breaks the finger, comes back in July, makes four more starts, and then makes another start in August. And then I think another injury knocked him out for the rest of the year. It's just bad luck. It's probably like a lame one of like his oblique or something. And you can't, those take forever to recover from. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, oh man. It was but just then he, went, he went on to have a, you know, pretty solid career. Is he out of baseball now? I think so. Last time he pitched was 2021. And yeah, I think 2021 was the last time he had, had a transaction with anybody. So I think he retired. But after that, he wanted to have that solid career with the Dodgers, Brewers, just kind of that extra pickup guy that could be a long reliever, be in your rotation. But yeah, man, I was sad about that. Just how it all turned out, because then <laughs> you see what Pomeranz goes on to do for the rest of his career. And just the last sting of the Ubaldo trade. Oof. Yeah. It started off promising, had some good starts, but then just couldn't stay healthy and it turned out to be a wash it's part of that rocky's curse i guess yeah i just remember him being really funny on twitter though he's like very sarcastic and humorous it was always funny moving on all right well okay i've got two two others that i'm pretty sure this one you're gonna get right away and the other one, maybe, but we'll just go with this one. Left-handed batter, 2017. The Rockies signed him as a free agent that year. Played in 96 games, batted 238, had three home runs. Was from he's from Venezuela. Oh shit! And. He could play shortstop, but was more for an outfielder that year, utility guy. Ward number two. We just mentioned him in the Troy Tulowitzki episode. <laughs> Is this the little ninja? Alexi yes. Amarista? Bud yes. Black's favorite weapon? Mighty Mouse. <laughs> the little ninja. Buddy Black's little buddy. Mm-hmm. Alexi Amarista. Mm-hmm. You're too good at this. <laughs> you went too recent. Yes. <laughs> but he's a guy that did nothing as a Rocky. Yeah. You well, know, even... There was nothing special. 
Yeah, I think, and that was one of the big complaints that has continued to permeate during the Bud Black era as a manager, where you just get these just nothing utility utility bench guys that, yeah, there's some defensive versatility, but there's just no offense that they can they can contribute. So it's just kind of a nothing player on the team that's not really contributing anything. It's a it's a washed up it's a washed up veteran that doesn't need to be there. Yeah, you know it. it or sticks uh, around too long. Yes, it was, and we think it. I think Alexi Amarista and and Profar, same exact player. Harold Castro too. Harold Castro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get me fired up. And then like that's who gets number two for the first time since Tulowitzki. Is Alexi Amarista. <laughs> yes. That's what it is. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Just even looking at those numbers, you could copy and paste those, you know, and put like <laughs> put some guys together and say which one's which. Like, I don't know if I could tell you which one's Harold Castro and which one's Alexi Amarista. Yeah. Other than he's from Venezuela and was left handed bat 2017. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and that was like one of the first like moves out under Bud Black. They're like, okay, who we should we bring in? And he's like, I want Amarista, pretty much. And like, it's fine to have a utility guy, but just nothing, just nothing there. Yeah, no danger off the bench. Like defense is, eh. Ugh. <laughs> oddly enough, twenty seventeen, his last season in the big leagues. At 28 yep. years old. Did he go on to do anything else? Baseball-wise? He signed with the Detroit Tigers in 2018. In January, was released during spring training. Then, like, a few days later, signed with the Phillies. And then stuck with the Phillies, probably minor league affiliate, until July of 2018. And then was released. And there's no transactions after that. So, well, I think he, he's, probably he went bounced down to around Venice. in the... Yeah. Yeah, Venezuela and in Mexican league. So he played in leagues. Yeah, he was with the with the Venezuelan Winter League right now. Yeah. Soon he's So he's still he's playing. Lighting it up. He's still 30, young. Thirty four. He can go play in the Dubai League. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh, man. <laughs> whole lot of nothing coming out of Alexia Marista. Yep. And that's that's part of the reason why we want to do this kind of guess who the player is, because we can't fill up episodes and episodes and episodes of some of these guys that was just bing. All right, see ya. Yeah. You know, you're by all accounts like a good teammate, good guy, like good personality, good person, just never and a great nickname. One player. of the that's one of the baseball. That's a great nickname. Wasn't before Garrett Hampson didn't Bud Black always say like he has sneaky pop. He has that sneaky pop too. It might have been another one that he's like he's got sneaky pop and like yeah, three home runs. runs? <laughs> yeah, woo. <laughs> Twenty-one career home runs. Maybe I'm misremembering that, but if he had just been able to like. Just and be able to get on base, I think it would have helped his career so much more. 
of being quick on the base, but struck out too much. Well, not really. Before he came over here, like Force 2017, good solid contact bat. Didn't strike out a ton, drew some walks. Good hit for extra bases, had a little bit of speed. Just kind of fizzled out, I guess. Couldn't find that life that Garrett Hampson's finding right now. Yeah. But, oh goodness. Okay, I got another one here. Okay, I went as far back, I went further back for this one. Oh boy. This one's a little more obscure. <laughs> this is going to be an original Rocky from 1993. He was a, well, he made, yeah, a starter. Made six starts, pitched in 11 total games in 93, the age of 26. Had a 5.30 ERA, right-hander, so a total of 35 and two-thirds innings. He wore number 34. Hales out of Georgia, originally drafted by the Yankees in third round in 84, and then the Cincinnati Reds in 1998 from the University of Alabama. The Rockies were his second team. He had originally pitched with the Reds in 1991. And then 1993, he's an original Rocky. On the mound. Dang, he's Dang. 50. He's, it's, I think it's his birthday, This almost his birthday this day was recording. He was born on Christmas Eve. 1966. Interesting. Ooh, it was with the Cincinnati Reds before. I can give another hint that probably will give it away. Um, oh, his we... last name is the same as the high school I do broadcasting for. <laughs> oh, there's no way I was going to guess. So it's Sanford. I have no idea what his first name was. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Sanford. <laughs> <laughs> Close. Uh, he's the bartender in The Simpsons. Oh, Mo. Mo Sanford. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meredith Leroy this? Sanford. Oh, who is this guy? Uh, Dang, 6'6", 220. This guy's a monster. Yeah. Yeah, just a little tiny brief career with the Rockies. <laughs> Oddly enough, if you look at his numbers, he only pitched every two years. 1991 with the Reds. The 1993 with the Rockies, 1995 with Minnesota. <laughs> Just those three major league seasons. No, but with the Rockies, 5.30 ERA, 35 and two thirds innings, 36 strikeouts, 27 walks. So eh, command a little bit of an issue. A 1.794 walks hits per innings pitched. So his whip wasn't too good. His fielding independent pitching, a little bit better, 470. Yeah, Mo Samford. Just one of those random random names from the inaugural season. Jeez, holy cow. Let's see if I can find anything else on him. He's probably one that that was not on any of the video games because that name just does not pop up yeah. anywhere <laughs> in my thoughts. Like yeah. When we're looking at those original Rockies, I'm thinking Armando Reynoso, Willie Blair, Butch Henry, and Greg Harris, Lance yeah. Painter, like Jeff Parrott, those guys. Yeah, so he was he was uh, not in the majors in 92, and then the Rockies selected him with the 62nd pick in the expansion draft. And 
that's really all that his Wikipedia page has on him. But damn, when you think six, 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 two twine, like I want to think, like, could he just chuck it? Like, was he? How um, fast was he slinging it? <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to do a little bit more, try to figure out what that was. But yeah, and he was in the most of that came in August of that season, so that could be it. By BY two. Well, came up July thirtieth. Called up to the Rockies and and finished the season from August through the end of September, making starts and and just pitching in the games and stuff. So yeah, he was a starter in the month of August and had some decent outings, like not terrible. Like well, at least nine point nine nine point one strikeouts per nine. Yeah, yeah. When he was starting, like no, but yeah, quite a few strikeouts when he was starting. Walks as well. <laughs> There's some games, his first start, five walks, six strikeouts. Next start, five walks, five strikeouts. Four walks, six strikeouts. Five walks, four strikeouts. Five walks, another four strikeouts. So dominating, probably some dominating stuff to just huck it, but also couldn't command it quite well, well yeah. enough. It worked a little better when he moved to the bullpen. No walks through September. So not too shabby. They're about, what, nine strikeouts? Nine strikeouts to no walks in September. So he could have been a guy, if he had figured it out, could have stuck in a bullpen somewhere. Big tall righty coming out of the bullpen. Yeesh. Mo Sanford just didn't work out for him. I think he just then just kind of bounced around and I think fell out of baseball after he continued on. And then I think he went and played in Taiwan in 1997 and then played in Mexico in 98, according to baseball reference. Last affiliated ball was in 1996 with Texas in their triple A system where he, no, not too shabby, 397 ERA and 24 starts. They're in AAA in 96, so didn't pan out. Oh, well. Yeah, I went I went with the one of the more Dang. obscure ones. <laughs> yep. And I went the total opposite for my yeah. last guy. <laughs> this one, I'll probably just say, like, the number, the year, and you'll pick him. But we'll go into some nitty-gritty details. Um, this guy was drafted in the sixth round by the Rockies in 2013. And in his major league debut, hit a home run. And left-handed bat. Played 111 games. Only batted 180 with 118 strikeouts, 12 home runs. 10 of them came in one season. Position catcher. Mm. So what year was it again? He was in 2019, 2021, 2022, and then he was released. There was a... 
prominent Rockies oh. catcher who was very upset when they. Oh yeah. Guys, <laughs> this would be Debom Nunez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Dom Nunez. He was one that I, I looking at names, I was like, now this is a guy that we can't like. Mm. Could we have a full episode of he could fit in with a like categorized with somebody, but really not. He was not impactful. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of a lot of. I guess it would be maybe one of the busts, but it was like hype, 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 hype. Yeah, he hit ten home runs in two thousand twenty-one, but then, like even that came in like the first two months of the season. Yeah, yeah, it, it was one of those things where okay, we have a catcher who has offensive potential, but he just wasn't consistent enough because no, did fine behind the plate. I think like did decent catching, but to have some offense with some pop, like, okay, that'd be great. But he just couldn't hit the ball. I think was the problem when you get a hold of one, man, those suckers would fly. Yeah. But he just wasn't consistent enough of making contact to where now I think he's just kind of in that realm of, being a depth catcher and triple a for teams, unfortunately. But yeah, he was, was like Nunez, but it's like, man, I just wish it could pan out for him. Yeah. You know, and it was crazy. Cause remember he didn't, he didn't appear in the 2020 weird season. Yeah. Cause like, you know, in 2019, they bring him up. It's like, yeah, this guy's going to be an impact and then disappeared. Mm-hmm. And then he came back and it's like, oh, well, he's our backup guy. He's our next guy. And then it just never panned out. Yeah. Yeah. Because then that kind of Tony Walters took over more stuff or whenever Tony Walters. It blended catchers <laughs> during these last few years until until Diaz took takes over in 2021. It's like, oh, who, who what's our realm of catchers? That weren't Drew Butera and Tony Walters. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that that's those, the thing that sticks out is just that 2021 season where he did have those 10 home runs. Mm-hmm. And it was like, dang, you know, this guy's got some potential to, you know, the power threat, you know, and he's a good athlete, looks, you know, I was thinking like, he looked like, a, like, dang, this guy's got some presence with him. Yeah. He kind of he looked cool uh, mm-hmm. in a catching gear and just that left-handed swing, but it just couldn't make contact. Yeah, like if it if he could have just turned into some slowing things down, shortened swings up to where he could just improve his hitting to just like making more contact and be like a, even a two a two thirty hitter, two twenty hitter. Do that plus the power. Like I think a lot of teams would take that as a backup catcher. That's what you would need. Because a backup catcher, they still need to provide some offense. And fortunately, he just couldn't bring in. No, he's just kind of stuck in that weird triple A depth backup catcher territory, where just hoping somebody gets injured so he can get called up. Well, that you know, and that was throughout his minor league season. It was never. Yeah, he was never known like this is going to be a looking at his minor league stats. It's nothing to 
nothing to like wow it was all just couldn't couldn't you know 228 mm-hmm. for the for all of it um but he was one of those guys a rock they drafted him out of high school and developed and so i remember when when he came up i was like dang this is one of their homegrown catching prospects and it, it just didn't pan out so I, that's like looking forward to the rockies a guy that the the homegrown one that we've drafted is drew romo Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I keep hoping, like, I hope it's not the same development story as it was with Dom Nunez. Yeah. Where it was kind of like up and now you're down. Now you're up and now you're down and goodbye. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully, you, can, you know, get up there, stay and make, make, you know, strong impression or seal your spot there. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. But fortunately, Dom Nunez was not to be and he's still kicking around hopefully he can at least get a chance for like a full big league season again somewhere backup catcher somewhere somebody's always going to need it but alrighty next one for me my last one here with the pitchers hopefully I had only planned three and Dustin had planned four so this one's kind of on the fly but the benefit is now I can try to throw him a bone. <laughs> this one counts for five. <laughs> so this pitcher, oh, what number did he wear with the Rockies? Hold on, let me pull this up. So a pitcher acquired in 2017, a reliever. Uh, kind of old, if I, this one's an easier one. I'll hold off on this detail to give away. War number 37 with the Rockies. More notable uh, pitcher in his career with the Rockies. Acquired him at the trade deadline. Finished 20 or pitched in 28 games down the stretch on their way to the wild card playoffs. 2.45 ERA out of the bullpen, just 22 innings of work. 24 strikeouts to one walk. Is a submariner. Side armor guy. Yes. Okay. His name. His name just appeared to me in my mind. <laughs> Good old Pat. Was it Pat Nishek? Nishek. Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. When you, what gave it? What it came to me when you said at the trade deadline, in their run to the wild card, mm-hmm. because he was. But then, thanks to him, they lost. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of things that went into that, but <laughs> no, I'm gonna blame that. But he and and then it was a big thing, like are they gonna re-sign him? Because he did really good. And then no. No, he went back to Philly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he was a great pickup. What did they give away for him? So let's see. So prior to this, he was had been around the league, Minnesota for four years, Padres for a season, Oakland for two years, St. Louis when he was an all-star, then went to Houston for two years, and then came over to the Phillies in 2017, did really good there, 1.12 ERA in 43 games with the Phillies. Rockies are making a run to the wild card, or they're in the hunt for the postseason. They're like, okay, we need to bolster that bullpen, help out Greg Holland in there as well. And so they go out and acquire Pat Neshek, and they actually like 
I don't think they gave up very much. Let's see. For Jose Gomez, minor league pitcher. So they gave up three pitchers. Uh, Alejandro Requena, who's another minor league player, and then J.D. Hammer. Now, J.D. Hammer eventually comes back to the Rockies on a minor league deal. Didn't really do much. I think he's a free agent now again. Jose Gomez was a minor league infielder. And he's now with the Angels affiliate. But he came back to the Rockies, played with the Rockies system in 2021. And then went over to the Angel system where I think he still might be. That and then the other guy hasn't done much either, I think. <laughs> you haven't heard. We don't know the names. Alejandro Requena is 27, starting pitcher. And looks like he last pitched an affiliated ball in 2021 with Seattle. And then spent the last two seasons down in the Venezuelan Venezuela Winter League and didn't play this year. So, so I think it, it was a good trade. And he did a, made an Im, immediate impact in that bullpen in 2017. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think most people are going to remember him as the pitcher that gave up the backbreaking triple to Archie Bradley in the wild card against the Diamondbacks. Yes. Which is a shame. But yeah, overall, it was like, it was cool too because he was just a unique pitcher. You know, the submariner is still fun to mess around with that delivery. Then when we're playing catch, messing around with deliveries, we always pull out the Pat Neshek because it's just a weird. His windup is just so unique. His delivery, pitching from the stretch, just what he was able to do. Now, what, 36 years old when he was with the Rockies, pitched for two more years with Philadelphia, had a good 2018, 2020, or 2019. I think he dealt with a little bit of injury, wasn't as effective before he retired, just 18 innings that year. But still, in those last couple of years, just a guy that could go out be a little bit of that specialist pitch to pitch in like 30 games, get some punch outs. I think that was the big thing. He could get punch outs and limit his walks. He never, wow. Looking at his 13 year career. The last, he last time he walked, he never walked more than 20 people. Like he had 20 walks twice in his career. In a season as a reliever. Other than that, since 2011, never had more than 15. That's efficiency right there. And that's, that's why you get longevity as a reliever and success. Don't mm -hmm. put extra guys on base. And with Colorado especially, oh, what did he have? A 35% walk rate. You know, kept the ball relatively on the ground limited things to line drives. It's just that advantage of that low arm slot throwing sinkers. And I think he had a breaking ball and I was always like, why the heck does he throw that thing like a slider or whatever? I'm like, how does he get that thing to move? It's just that weird, awkward arm mm -hmm. angle. Yeah. The Admiral is Evan Lang always calls him. <laughs> yeah. I like Pat Nishek. It was one of those things where at the trade deadline, they go out and get a notable name. And I was like, yeah, this is pretty good. 
Yeah. He's good down the stretch. He just didn't pan out in the playoffs. And that goes for the rest of the team. The rest of the team didn't really help. <laughs> yeah. But it, it just, it's sad that his most defined moment, people are always going to remember him like, oh, Archie Bradley triple. They're always going to, that's going to probably haunt him with Rockies fans for the rest of his life. That's what it'll always be remembered as. Yep. <sighs> that's the way it is for me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it, it doesn't matter that he was a dominant, you know, solid reliever down the stretch for the last two months. Yeah, the, gave, thanks to him, they trip. you know he would played a big part of getting them to that point. Yeah, helping them get there. But it's all good. But it's just nice to moments when see what happens when you're in contention and then you make a solid trade because like him and Jonathan Lucroy were the big guys that came over. And really helped him down the stretch. And uh, we'll definitely talk about Luke Croy another time. Yep. I liked Luke Croy. But yeah, fun stuff. Yeah, there, I threw you a bow and see so you could <laughs> get another one. And I almost didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just guys that were here didn't do a whole lot. But they're still part of, part of the history of the Rockies. And they have their moments here and there, for better or for worse. But it's interesting that there's, there's so many more of these guys. We'll have to do another another episode like this. Fun yeah, stuff. they're going through and, and looking. A lot of them were, I almost had all catchers. Mm-hmm. You know, one that we met, Nick Hundley. And some of these guys that we'll get it, like, they can all fit under these categories. Especially, like, big-name guys that made their way to the Rockies. Yeah. And... Like when we talk about these guys that had one season or two seasons with the Rockies, there's a ton of them that we wanted. You know, we got Ty Wigington that we can get into, Melvin Mora, because I remember us growing up, those are two guys, like the Wiggler and Melvin Mora were like, dang, these guys are going to do. It was nothing. It was a disaster. Very mediocre average. And then, and then, you know, you've got those kind of players that you kind of focus on. I'm a I'm a big guy on pinch hitters and those role play guys. So there were names that popped up that were like super meaningful to me, but then I was like, you're probably not going to get these guys. Like <laughs> they didn't have the same impact to you that they did with me. Mm-hmm. And and you know some of the the pitchers that popped up and and it took me by saw some names and I was like, oh dang that guy. But I was like. Skyler wouldn't have any idea. He wouldn't be able to pick these guys out of yeah. out of the options. So I did my best to try to find some that you would. <laughs> I think the Ryan Rayburn one is since you weren't around, but I he was a big enough name that he didn't have a little impact there. Yeah, but uh, it's all good. <laughs> I'll I'll accept the defeat in this one. <laughs> yeah, I had. Other options like a Kevin Millwood, I almost Ooh, brought in. Yeah, get those or, sideburns in there. Yeah, or Aaron Laffey, reliever for the Rockies later on. I think, he, yeah, but those are a couple of them. But yeah, fun stuff. Yeah, there's so many of those guys. Like you look at a list on Baseball Reference, I think guys that just played a single year. There was like 333 
players that had taken in at bat you know, in just one year. And that includes pitchers and stuff in that list. But just purely pitchers, there's like 130 single-season guys. So there's a lot of guys to get through. <laughs> but we'll keep chugging along, doing as many as we can, knocking guys out so everybody can get recognition. Uh, even if just a little bit. But yes, sir. That's going to do it here for this edition of Every Rocky Ever. Always appreciate you tuning in, supporting the show, and, and joining along for the fun. Uh, you can always find us over on Twitter at Every Rocky Ever. And also follow at Rocky MTN Rooftop for all things Rockies, as well as stay up to date on the Affected by Altitude show, the main podcast. And you can Follow me at sideline underscore crowd and follow Dustin at Mr. T Spanish. And we're recording this stocking up before the holidays. So you'll be hearing this after the holidays, but we hope everybody had a good holiday and a happy new year. And I think, yeah, I think this episode might come out in the new year. Woohoo. It's a good way to start. This may be the first episode of 2024. So fun stuff. But be sure to check out our last episode or any other of our previous episodes. This is there's probably about 19 episodes now, and go check them out. We've covered some big names, some lesser known names, some random stuff. And as always, let us know who you want to hear about. Mm-hmm. Like seeing a lot of people enjoying the Tulowitzki one. We're happy about that. So we'll keep it rolling. As we head into the new year. Right on, right on. Well, oh, feliz right Navidad, on, right everybody. Right. And a prospero año y felicidad. There's, mm -hmm. there's the Spanish teacher stuff for you. There you go. <laughs> That'll <laughs> do it here. And we'll see you next time here on Every Rocky Ever. I'm Skyler and that's Dustin. Farewell. Farewell.